is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a wonderful Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at the Star in Frisco. Glad you're with us here over the next 45 minutes. We've got a lot coming at you when it comes to the Cardinals and the Cowboys. Monday night football coming up in just a little bit. We're going to preview. Cardinals offense, oh, they've got some weapons coming to town this week against this, hopefully, healthier Cowboys defense. Whenever the time comes around this week, we'll still figure out a lot today whenever it comes to the Cowboys getting back on the practice field and seeing some injury reports on who will be available coming up on Monday night. But we are talking Cowboys. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Young. Glad you're with us. And guys, I wanted to start the show with a little bit of draft news the, of course the NFL draft still uh, about eight months away or I guess it's it's still a good amount of time away but uh, I think there's an emerging prospect of the NFL draft that's in our very hometown in our very area uh, because I got a text message yesterday from a close insider whenever it comes to Dallas Cowboys draft coverage and it was a it was a football game footage uh, in a stat line that I saw from a local game Heckma Harrison's son Oh my gosh, you have got a 2028 NFL draft prospect on your hands, my friend, because this guy just went off yesterday. Uh, Heckman, tell me that stat line again. <laughs> man, it, Chris Beam is too much, man. And I'm echoing too, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> I hate you when I do it like that. Mm-hmm. But my, my little man had a game yesterday, man. He had a he had a he had a game yesterday. Uh well, three touchdowns, uh, two kickoff returns, and man, a, a 45-yard run, man. So you know, I'm proud. You know, I'm that parent. I'm that parent. <laughs> I'm that Boy. guy. He's not, he's not on that deer antler, is he? He's not on that deer. Antler. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he ain't on, he's not on that Ray Lewis, man. He, he, <laughs> that's funny. But one no, of the bring that up had the the kick return sent in our, our talking cowboys group message and, and little heck as we call him was just uh he was being a, a heck of a ruckus is what it was uh throughout his uh his game yesterday so hey congrats to little heck and, and he gets a little shout out out to start oh, things man. off but let's get into let's get into some cowboys news and rob uh, we, we talked about the quarterback signing yesterday and uh there's a couple injury got, uh, injury fronts that we need to kind of address whenever it comes to who is available coming off of IR here in the next couple of days and leading into this week against the Arizona Cardinals. Who is the who is uh, eligible to come off of IR at the moment? Is Cheeto Awuzie one of those teams as well? Yes, he is. I believe he's eligible. Right, uh, it's a three week minimum. So I think he's been out for three weeks at this point. Cam Irving, uh, the offensive tackle, who's a possible swing tackle candidate in training camp. Cam Irving, and I didn't say Fleming. I said Irving. Mm, I got it right. There you go, Rob. (laughs) Cam Irving 
and Leighton Vander Esch are in good shape to come back soon. I don't know if it's going to be this week, um, but they started their practice window, and Vince Bryant did as well, uh, wide receiver, last week. So that's a good sign because they've got to be back on the active roster within you know that 21-day period once it starts. So you know, Vander Esch is a guy to watch this week. We'll see. Mike McCarthy mentioned the fact that one extra day, a longer week, might help him. So maybe with a strong practice week, he's got a chance to come back. But I, I would look at those two. I'm not sure if Tito's quite ready yet. Uh, they have yet to start his clock yet. So maybe that happens this week. We'll see. And, of course, the clock that Rob is referring to, 21 days following being taken off of IR, or put on the practice field, rather, is when you have to put him on the active roster uh, as a part of these new rules with COVID-19 the 2020 NFL season temporary rules at the moment but Isaiah whenever we talk about adding a Leighton Vander Esch and adding Vito Ouzier back into the fold and even I'll throw Cam Irving in there as well because that's been a problem spot for the Cowboys at least throughout the course of the season he may be your starting right tackle if you think uh, Terrence Steele uh, is worth a demotion at least at this point even though I thought he had maybe his best yeah. game on Sunday but what do you what does it do to a team that is Still kind of reeling from the Dak Prescott injury. You want to build some confidence and you get some guys back. Um, I mean, it's, it's all position-based, right? So I, I don't I don't think on the offensive line, I don't think we have anybody that's going to be coming off of, off of IR um, who is eligible to play that's going to be a huge impact, right? It's going to be a game changer. I think those guys are all relatively interchangeable mm-hmm. at this point. I think they're all competing for the same spots. So that, that position. I don't see too much of a too much of an impact um, at the linebacker position. It would be nice to have LV, LVE in, but I don't want them to bring him back and risk injury too soon. I'd rather them bring him later than sooner, right? Um, I don't think that he is of urgent need at this point in time. If this, there's nothing that he's going to provide to this team right now that's gonna that's gonna be a big wow. Um, if this defensive line doesn't decide to play ball, then the linebackers are full and void anyway. So I think the I think they should take their time with him and get. With healthy, especially with this uh, schedule getting a little bit easier after this week's game. Um, and then as you go to secondary, Cheeto, if Cheeto's available to play, bring his butt back because they, these boys got some cheetahs out here um, and they got some they got some dogs. I know there's been a lot of talk about D-Hop, um, but these guys, don't forget, there's a Hall of Famer on the opposite side of D-Hop that, by the name of Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. um, and you may want to keep an eye on him. So uh, these guys have three very, very um, established receivers, um, and they have a quarterback who can get the ball around. So if Cheeto's available, bring him back. Everybody else, get him healthy. No, I agree with that, champ. I think that getting Cheeto would, would do a lot for the secondary, uh, especially with the, the task that they have in front of them and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, but you, you start to see just little signs that the secondary, uh, they're starting to communicate a lot better. I think that was the number one thing that we were just questioning is their ability to, to communicate, pass off uh, receivers to one another in their coverages. And so getting Cheeto back is going to be a big you know, value uh, for these guys. But LVE, uh, I'm with Isaiah on that, man. When it comes down to the neck injury that he already had, dealing with the broken collarbone, where is his confidence? Where is his mental? Is he going to be the wolf hunter like we know him to be um, with those injuries? So I, I, I'm, I, I'm kind of on the part side of caution with that, especially with the Phoenix game. But I know going into some of our NFC East games that we're going to have after this, uh, he would be an, an added addition to, to the defense. Yeah, with the Cardinals coming up, I mean, you've got Kenyon Drake, you've got uh, – 
even Chase Edmonds in the backfield. These are two guys that I know we'll we'll talk about here in just a little bit that you're going to have to keep an eye on. But really, the containment problem is Kyler Murray, and I think whenever you have both LVE and Jalen Smith, and hey, let's throw Joe, Joe Thomas in there. If Joe Thomas wants to see playing time, I think he's earned a little bit of a rotation into that linebacking core. So I think Absolutely. overall, having yes. Leighton Vander Esch, Rob, is going to free up your defense in order to allow them to be successful against Kyler Murray and in containment, right? Yeah, and I, I absolutely I had a question for Isaiah on that subject as I'm hearing myself talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're on the line, the phone. You got the phone and your uh, thing open there. Okay, I just muted myself. Sorry about that, go. guys. I'm all over the place today. That's all okay. right, uh, Van Der Esch, Yeah, you're right. I, I think in terms of you know when he's healthy, and Isaiah is right. You got to be ready. For him, 100%, 110%. You don't want him to re-injure that collarbone. They're not going to put him out there until that happens. I think that puts everybody back in their spot. You know, if you put him back in middle linebacker, he's calling the defense. Uh, I think that does free up Jalen Smith some. But I had a question for Isaiah in terms of uh, we talked about spies, QB spies, uh, with Russell Wilson a couple weeks ago. And I'm just watching the tape of Kyler. Mm. Is that even more of a need this week? Uh, because I mean, they just run straight draws with him, design draws where he's, you know, he's not even thinking about an option to throw. And what what do you do with that? Can you do that at least some of the time? Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it against this type of quarterback. Like for for instance, like like when I played quarterback in college, right? Uh, teams would spy me, and I would look forward to it. Right? And when I when I knew a team was going to try to spy me, I actually got excited because I only have to beat one man. And mm-hmm. that that first guy is not going to get me. So I mean, when you when you have that confidence, like like I'm sure that Kyler Murray has, it's almost like a joke. It's like, are you serious? You think this one dude's going to stop me? So <laughs> whenever you spy like that, you're you're playing man to man coverage, right? So if you're playing man to man coverage, then you have one guy sticking Kyler Murray. Then you really have no man sticking Kyler Murray because you need two guys at least to to bring this guy down. So um, I think you have to mix it in there, but I think you mix it in there along with your zone. So you play a base zone defense, whether it's cover three, cover four, cover two, um, and then you have to bring, I would bring in a, a, a nickel defender, depending on whatever personnel they have, or uh, extra DB to spy him. You don't spy him with a linebacker. Please don't spy him with a linebacker. Bring an extra guy in from the secondary who's agile as all get out like a brown. Like a number 30, bring A. Brown in and spy him. He has the quickness to really be able to be agile enough to stick with uh, Kyler Murray. Yeah, I, I when going back and watching their games, especially against the Lions, they did a really good job of that, bringing in uh, a defensive back to to do a lot of spying on them because they do the read option and they know that they have the ability one on one with Kyler Murray uh, that he can get out and, in a hurry and those design draws that he he goes on. But it's it's almost like a repeat of the Seattle game because of their skill set as uh, uh, quarterbacks. So the Dallas Cowboys. Are definitely going to have to stay gap sound and make sure they get up the field and another thing because of his height on those passes get their hands up he likes to get out of the pocket to see the field because man when he's standing amongst those trees he can't see his receivers that's a great point because i think early one of the they got down early against um i guess it was carolina and it was a tip pass for a pick and it, mm-hmm. they, they kept him in the pocket and forced him to try to see over the trees like you said so that's 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 key Got to get your hands up and get your hands on some balls. And Kyler Murray will turn the football over. I mean, this is this is another guy who coming in, 
leads the league in, in, in turnovers whenever he's got six interceptions and, and eight touchdown passes so far. Sure, he has a little bit more offensive success than maybe a Daniel Jones did last week, but he will give you a couple opportunities to take it away. Now, Isaiah, whenever you talk about using a player out of the secondary, seemingly Anthony Brown, to come in and spy Kyler Murray, is that something, and this might be the question that uh, really Mike Nolan and this entire defensive staff has to look at going forward, but are we able to do that in the secondary whenever we have to cover weapons like DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and Christian Kirk out there as well? I think so. Uh, I think we have enough. We have. A, we definitely have enough guys in the secondary to to fulfill all those spots. Um, I, you know, you have to take care of your most threatening positions, right? And mm-hmm. um, D Hop obviously is number one. Uh, and then you go to Fitzgerald because you definitely can't look past a Hall of Famer who decides to keep playing for 47 years. Um, he's still effective. <laughs> uh, but then you have to be able to you have to keep an eye on Kyler Murray, because if you focus primarily on those guys, then you're going to get beat. Um, I, I know he he faces a problem. I don't want to say a problem, but he's challenged every week and for, with people having the same ideologies that were just spoken on, spoken upon to say, hey, just stay, just keep him in the pocket and make him throw. He's going to continue to become a better passer, yeah. and I think he's he's kind of evolving that way. He just has to do away with some of those silly silly decisions to, to toss the ball up in the air uh, from time to time. Um, once he becomes more um, strategic um, and 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 protects the ball better, I, I don't think he has an issue sitting in a pocket and throwing the rock. Um, but you can't you can't sit in there and just play zone against him because these receivers are too good, um, and our defensive line hasn't presented a problem in terms of pressure. So that doesn't really do anything for you. So you have to try to find a way to add add some kind of uh, pressure and make him uncomfortable back there. But when you do so, you have to take one of those guys away from coming and blitzing on him because you need somebody to watch him. So it's, it's a, he presents a lot of problems, man. It, it, he really does. Um, and I can tell you, you know, as a former quarterback who was pretty mobile, you know, you look forward to those teams that, like I said, that they are going to try to find a way to stop you. It's almost um, it's, a, it's a challenge. It's a direct challenge. And it's almost hysterical when you get out there. So these guys, <laughs> these guys got to strap up. You're right in that uh, he's a he's an accurate deep ball thrower, and you know he struggled against you know the, the Carolina game where they had a two game losing streak. He struggled in that game, and I think he only averaged like four yards an attempt, but or completion. But um, he took some deep shots, and he and they just missed. And I and I think you know when they when they single up in man coverage and play you know one single high safety, they'll take some chances downfield yeah. now. Uh, Kyle, you mentioned Christian Kirk, and that's another Aggie I've watched a lot. Uh, I felt like when he came out, he's a guy that you know may not make a Pro Bowl in his career, but he's going to play for ten years and he's going to be successful. Yep. And uh, you know, like Isaiah said, if you try to zone up and play soft, he's a guy. If you watch on tape, he's going to find holes mm-hmm. on crossing mm-hmm. routes and beat you that way. So they really do have a nice receiving core and receivers that are willing to block for each other in the running game and downfield too. It, it's it's a it's a it's a good versatile uh, uh, set of skill players they got. And when you talk about Christian Kirk specifically, I mean, this is a guy who beats you, and for Cowboys fans to make it easy, he beats you a lot of the same ways that C.D. Lamb beats defenses. Goes to the open space, uses his speed. I'm not yep. saying he does it as efficiently as C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb's been one of the better receivers in the NFL at doing so, so far this season. However... Christian Kirk does it a lot of the same way, and not as much, but he's somebody that that finds open space. And you talk about Larry Fitzgerald. This is an interesting stat that I was looking up a couple weeks ago, and he just happened to be at the top of the list. When you talk about receivers who have had at least one reception 
in each game of a in in a row, each consecutive game, he's had 248 straight games with a reception in the NFL. That dates back to November 7th, 2004. Your boy was eight years oh old. Gosh. I was eight years old the last time that Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> swaddled did not swaddled, swaddled. have a reception. So uh, the next closest one in that streak, by the way, is Julio Jones, and he's at 121 games without uh, or with a reception that Jeez. dates back wow. to 2011. And so you talk about doubling, more wow. than doubling, the second place of terms of wide receivers with a reception. Larry Fitzgerald. Is the quote the definition of consistency, and we'll see that again oh, coming up here on Monday. We're going to step aside with our first break here on Talking Cowboys. When we come back, we'll continue to look at how do we stop these wide receivers, and how does this defensive line get pressure on this Cardinals offensive line? When we return here, just a bit on Talking Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here with Talking Cowboys. It's a beautiful Wednesday here from the Star in Frisco. Glad you're with us on DallasCowboys.com. Kyle Yeomans, Rob Phillips, Heck Harrison, the great Isaiah Stanback. And guys, uh, we can, we continue to preview and break down this. Cardinals offense, which undoubtedly is the strength of their team, but we'll, we'll preview the defense tomorrow. They've got some strengths over there as well. One of them was just taken away, though, breaking news this morning. Chandler Jones, mm-hmm. the linebacker who really has been one of the best in the league and a very underrated player in terms of his production on that side of the football, is out for the season to have surgery on a bicep 
injury that he sustained in mm. that Week 5 win over the New York Jets for those Arizona Cardinals. So Chandler Jones out for the rest of the season, so the Cowboys do have to play in around not having him on the other side of the football, or at least they don't have to see him on the other side of the football. So that's something that's positive. Uh, not positive. You never want that to happen. I, I, I take that back. Not positive at all. You hate, you want to beat the best, and that's not what the Cowboys have a chance to do this they week. They catch a break. They do catch yeah. a break. That's a better way of putting it. Uh, whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with Essilor <laughs> lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and find the perfect Essilor lenses for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. You always catch a break with Essilor lenses as well. But, guys, whenever it talk, whenever you come to talk about this offense – the receivers are where you start. Of course, the DeAndre Hopkins trade that ha- happened in March and really kind of caught the, the NFL by storm. And you pair up DeAndre Hopkins with a Kyler Murray. And, and Isaiah, I know you, you've been watching the film. We did a film study breakdown yesterday. It's not just the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is a great football player, but Cliff Kingsbury puts him in some tough situations for defenses to read. Yeah, this dude is creative, man. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know where he's at. It reminds me of the coach from the Water Boy who had that little that little green book and was just drawing up this craziness. That's what <laughs> that's what that's what I think Kingsbury's doing, man. He, he's just back there drawing bowl. up whatever. Yeah, <laughs> he's just back there drawing up whatever he wants, man. These guys are they they're seemingly in some kind of uh, altered pistol formation majority of the game, and they have a you know Kyler Murray's five yards deep, the tailback seven yards deep, and offset. Um, the tight end is off set the ball he's offset and off the ball about three yards um they're running motion they're running fly sweeps they're running all kinds of stuff man i mean these these, this is a this is tough this is tough just even just from the look standpoint um and i don't think that our defense has done a great job this year in terms of lining up um the teams that 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 we probably done the best with you know pretty much just lined up and, and came at you but um, you know we're gonna have to. These guys are gonna have to communicate. They're gonna test our defense, and we keep talking about communication. They're going to test our defense pre-snap in terms of communication, and then post-snap they're gonna have to find where the heck their assignments are at because these guys are all over the place. Yeah, Isaiah, you hit it with that man because. Uh when I think about the Arizona Cardinals, uh, they remind me a lot of the Rams uh, in terms of their formations. Now, Kingsbury, uh, Coach Kingsbury does a lot of formations. But for, for when I look at this game and I just draw emphasis on something that this defense needs to to stop immediately, and that's Kenyon Drake. The running game has been our Achilles heel and just uh, our inability to just get that stop. We did a, a little bit of, of, we did a better job last week in the second half of slowing down Freeman, but Kenyon Drake is one of those uh, running backs that he just gets better as the game goes along. Now, as far as their receivers are concerned, for me, Isabella, guys like Kurt, those possession receivers, they just keep the chains moving, and the Cowboys from historically, and, and I don't need to just keep recapping the fact that we've been bad uh, on defense and our inability to communicate and see guys running down the field, you know, scot-free. I think this game gives me a lot more worry because of just recognizing this, their uh, formation. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of uh, assignment and making sure that you are playing in your area. But this is going to be another big test for the Dallas Cowboys defense. 
Yeah, you guys are right. I mean, I don't know how many times Mike McCarthy and Mike Nolan have talked about like pre-snap alignment and making sure before the snap we got everything, we're, we're all squared away. And there's been games where they've been good at it, and there's been games where they've been really not good at it. So uh, it's it, absolutely, that's huge this week. Uh, you mentioned Kenyon Drake, heck, and, and Chase Edmonds is a guy they kind of sprinkle in too. And not only in the running game, but kind of Tony Pollard-like in terms of skills in the passing game too. Yeah. You might see them together in the backfield. You might see one of them split out. Uh, you guys, Isaiah, you're right. They're, they're really creative. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see from a pass rush standpoint what they do because, you know, Bucky Brooks wrote about this on the website yesterday. He thinks they need to blitz more. And they did blitz more in the second half against Daniel Jones and had success. Mm-hmm. Uh, but can you do that in this game against these mm-hmm. wide receivers? You have to. You think so? Yeah, I think you have to. I think you. I think our defense, because of how bad they've been, they're sitting ducks if they try and play it any other way. Mike Nolan has got to dial up some pressure, and you saw what we were able to do uh, with Tank and getting that strip, strip sack. Um, and Anthony Brown is right there as well. We have to do it if we sit back. Our defense and defense. Our secondary isn't good enough to just sit back in those zones and cover guys. We have to dial up some pressure. And it's to the point, like, if if we start saying, okay, our defensive front has to get pressure, well, we hadn't seen that, man. And so it's hard to continue to ask for something that you're not getting. Otherwise, man, it's going to have to be on those secondary blisses. So I I hear you guys. I hear you. Um, And I I keep thinking about this from the perspective of, what I was in college because I was I was pretty doggone mobile and I had an arm as well. And can we talk about I real think quickly about the mindset a, that I had? That's the third time that Isaiah has called himself mobile in college, and I just want to point that out. That well, he likes, I mean, he's just, tooting his just own saying horn it's factual. It's facts, you know. That's saying, what we're talking I'm about. Just saying you're tooting no, your I'm, own I'm just, horn. Kind of, kind of. I'm just alluding to the mindset, right? And <laughs> when you go into when you go into a game like this, you want to think you. Teams that teams that want to blitz you. I'm just telling you, man. Kyler Murray's mindset. Teams that blitz you. Yes, they might get lucky a couple times, but majority of the time, I'm going to make you pay. Right? Yeah. I'm going to make you pay. And it's one thing if I don't have receivers that can beat man coverage, but guess what? They do. <laughs> right? So yeah. if you decide to blitz and I make that guy miss, now guess what? Now you're vulnerable. Right? Now you're yeah. vulnerable. And either I'm going to take off and I'm going to run for 16 and 20 yards like Kyler Murray did. We showed it on the film room. Or, re, or I'm going to throw this thing up and I got man-to-man coverage with Larry Fitzgerald or freaking D-Hop. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We don't have guys yeah. that can guard either one of those guys man-to-man. Let's be so, honest. So, so, I mean, so you, can't, you can't, though, champ. You know you can't just sit back no, no, and, no, and no. wait on it to come I, to you. And I'm, I'm not what I'm talking about is from a situational awareness standpoint. Absolutely. I'm saying third and 16, right? Third and yeah, 16. Yeah, I Mix it in, in there. Yeah, no, I'm not saying to sit back and never blitz. But I'm saying don't let that be don't be the Seahawks versus, you know, versus the Cowboys when they blitz, you know, Jamal Adams eight times on a first drive. Like, don't no. be that because we can't we can't we can't guard that. We can't we can't play defense like that. Um, but just know that you want to be very careful about how you blitz and where you blitz from. If you're going to blitz, blitz internally. Right. Blitz mm-hmm. up the middle. Bring bring a uh, uh, bring a secondary guys. Uh, one of our DBs up the middle. Bring, you know, cross dog these things with, with our middle linebackers. Do it that way. Don't come from the outside because you're going to pay. And, uh, and another thing, this is going to be the most challenging game as we talk about LVE not being present and, and what he brings to this team. 
Jalen Smith is going to be challenged more than he's ever been challenged yeah. mentally in this game. Being for the same reasons that we just talked about, he's responsible yeah. for the alignment of our defense. And if he doesn't get these guys aligned properly, oh my gosh, there's going to be some big plays going up, <laughs> going the other direction. <laughs> now, whenever it comes to what you were kind of just talking about, and you're 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 you're, you're being situational with your blitzes. Isaiah, the question popped in my head, and I think I know your answer to this, but which one would you rather uh, force to beat you? Would you rather force Kyler Murray to beat you with his legs or Kyler Murray to beat you with his arm and finding his weapons like a DeAndre Hopkins? I'll I'll live and die by by his arm. I'll live and die by his arm. And, and, And that was the most challenging thing. You know, I'd rather... I'd rather, have got, I'd rather try to instill some form of confidence in my D-line and say, we need you guys this game. Like, we are not going to be successful unless you guys go. That's the challenge I'm putting on our defensive line. Hey, you know, D-Law, Griff, you know, all you guys, I need you guys to ball out. If you guys don't ball out, we are not going to be successful. I need to see what you guys have, and we're going to drop seven. We're going to drop eight. And we say, that's, that's, that's what we're going to do because we have to be able to stop these guys. Now, if he decides to take off running, guess what? We have somebody in there to watch him, and we're going to keep containment, right? But we're going to force him to be an accurate passer because, like you said, Kyle, you might have 60, 70 plays on offense from the Cardinals' standpoint, but he's going to give you those two to three times mm-hmm. where you can pick him off, right? And you just have to continue to be productive on offense. But you can wait him out until he decides and he gets impatient. If he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to, and if he can't get he he can't get out the pocket, guess what? There's a little thing called frustration that kind of t- starts settling in, right? And when you have when you get a little bit frustrated as a quarterback, you start taking risk. You start saying, "Dang it, these guys aren't open, so I'm I'm going to force the ball in there. I got a cannon, I can get the ball in there." You can't sometimes. Or guess what? I'm going to try to throw it over the head. I got some dudes out there that can go up and make plays. My guys are better than their guys. Okay, let's see, yeah. right? And then that's when you start having these mistakes happen, oh. and that's when you take advantage. Yeah, well, right, all the got- things that you go ahead. I'm sorry, Rob. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Now he's got six picks on the year, and he will chuck it up. You know, if if he's in a in a forced outside the pocket, he's got faith in his receivers, and he's got faith in his arm, and he will throw it up there. So we'll see. I, I was I, I like the way the Panthers played him. They they played a lot of you know too deep, and and said, okay, yes. we'll 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 just take away the short stuff, or we'll give you the short stuff. We're going to take away the deep ball, and he had 133 yeah. yards on like 31 attempts. Now yep. part of that is they had a 14 nothing lead to play with early. So it kind of goes back again to can the Cowboys not turn yeah. over the ball, get a lead, and allow your your pass rush to tee off where they're not having to guess what type of balanced attack the Cardinals might might face. So it's part of the offense too to keep, put the defense in the right situations to tee off. But but I just got to say this, guys. Like Isaiah, you bring up a valid point, but all of the things that you are pointing to, we haven't done. So yeah. if if Kyler <laughs> Murray is capable of turning the ball over, we're last in the NFL in turnover differential. We, that's just not what we're doing. Uh, as far as uh, setting the edge, I think we have tape on us not being able to set the edge. So. These, this is the week, obviously, to get all of those things together. Yeah. If, Kyler, if Kyler Murray is going to uh, sit back and we're going to force feed DeAndre Hopkins, then let's do it the same way, Rob, like you saw the Carolina Panthers with two, two safeties high, giving up short, not, not allowing anything deep. But you know, Kyler will force feed the ball into DeAndre Hopkins. And first ballot Hall of Famer Larry Fitzgerald, I'm not saying that he's a decoy at this point in his career. It's not that... 
He's not the guy that I'm as worried about as I am with Kirk and some of the other guys. And also mm-hmm. with Redmond, the, the running back, uh, Edmund, the running back out mm-hmm. of uh, the backfield. And so there's so much there that we know this is the way to, to beat this team. This is how you dial up pressure, get in those passing lanes, get in a shorter guy's face to make him throw some of those Aaron throws. But we hadn't seen that all year. So, <laughs> hey, 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 <laughs> heck, I, I agree with you and the fact that we haven't seen it. But guess what? My expectation doesn't change. Yeah, you're okay. still a professional athlete. You're still you're still getting paid uh, hey. pretty hey, hard on your money. Hey, huh? Let, let me, do you think they'll run a reverse on us this week? <laughs> Dang it! Now, why'd you have to do that? Listen, Isabella, I hear you. Hey, listen, those guys were in position to make plays. There's just better athletes running around them, but. This defensive line, like I said, they have to be called out. Nolan and, and Dog and McCarthy have to come out and say, you boys better start playing or guess what? This is the rotation. This is the first D-line. This is the second D-line. This is the third D-line. Whoever's the most effective, I'm rotating you guys out every series. If you guys don't ball out on the first on the first series, guess what? These young bucks are coming in there. Oh, and by the way, we have a dude coming off uh, coming off a suspension here in another week in the name of Randy Gregor who's going to be hungry for some playing time as well. So D-Law. Don't show up if you want to. You're going to get your check this year. But if I take you off the field, it's going to affect your money next year. So you might want to start thinking about making some plays. Mm. And Kyle's ready for 56 to come in any minute. So yeah. Brad, Bradley and I. Bradley and I right. Yeah, I want yep. Bradley and I to come no, I'm in serious. right that's, now. That's That'd be great. Uh, I, do want to, yep. uh, I do want to point out, I think over the last 10 minutes or so in this conversation, I think we're all three in agreement, uh, or all four in agreement. Started with Isaiah saying you have to rush three, get some push out of the pass rush, drop eight, and force Kyler Murray to beat it with your arm. Rob said, <laughs> That's what Carolina did. Held Kyler Murray to 133 yards. And and really, uh, that's a a blueprint to stop Kyler Murray. And Matt Rule and Phil Snow figured it out in Carolina. That's what Matt Rule and Phil Snow were known for even down the road at Baylor. Rushing three, dropping eight, and forcing you to beat you with your arm because they're going to find a way to get things done or they want to let let you beat you with your legs, rather. And then you have Heckma saying, we haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen the the, the, the blueprint happen happen yet. It all kind of comes together, and hopefully that's the same thing that they're seeing across the hallway and the Cowboys can slow down Kyler Murray this week because it's a tough task, no matter if they're going to run a reverse on us or not, heck, but I don't I think it's going to be tough either either way for us, but when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we'll wrap things up here on this Wednesday edition, and we're going to talk a little bit about those defensive ends. Are they on track for having a better second half of the season when we come back here on Talking Cowboys? I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. 
We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Final segment here of Talking Cowboys on a great Wednesday. Glad you're with us on DallasCowboys.com. And while I'm obligated to read this, this next read, I'm going to do it. Uh, looking for something to change up your dinner routine? Support local Frisco businesses by choosing one of the Star District restaurants. For more information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, and dine-in availability, visit thestardistrict.com. Now that I've got the copy out of the way, I can kind of tell you specifically that there are so many good places across the street. Because I've been opened to the realm of possibilities in terms of the Star District. Tupelo Honey, you got me Casino. Oh my gosh, there are so many good places over there. And we are spoiled to have it uh, just across the street from us. So go check out thestardistrict.com and, and get yourself food. And doesn't matter how you just go get it done. Anyways, we're going to get it done here on Talking Cowboys. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us here on this Wednesday. And uh, we, we've been really talking about how to contain Kyler Murray. And that's the question that I think 31 NFL defenses are having the same conundrum about is how to slow down Kyler Murray in this offense yeah. led by the uh, former Oklahoma star. And for a little bit of time, former Texas a star, Rob. But I, I, I don't know you feel about Kyler Murray just a little bit of time uh but continue to put pressure on the defensive line to perform and they haven't performed just uh, like Heckma alluded to a moment ago but Heckma whenever it comes to the defensive line is it the most important that you have a guy like Demarcus Lawrence and Alden Smith that have the best games of the year against the guy like Kyler Murray uh, of course and, and I think it goes back to what Isaiah was saying earlier is that you have to have bunch of guys in coverage uh to get off those passing you know get in the way get in those passing lanes uh for Kyler Murray uh so it's important that we have a defensive line that's getting up the field and also getting pressure also you know internally Terry Poe look we got to have a coming out party for this guy at some point uh where we see that he can hopefully. actually you know, stop some guys and makes it hopefully it makes the plays uh do something uh but it's going to be on our front four our guys have have to get some pressure on this uh, on this quarterback without delegating one of our DBs to be obviously being a spy or something like that. You would like to see it because when you look at the games that they lost, we have to put into context also that the Cardinals are two and two and the teams that they three and two, the teams that they've beaten, I, I wouldn't say are, are a bunch of New York Giants, but they were not your upper echelon teams. And the guys the New York that they Jets, lost and they're pretty bad too. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. So that's, that's what I mean. Pretty bad. So let's just talk about the fact that these guys, uh, the losses that they had uh, versus Carolina and also 
Detroit. They did a really good job getting pressure on him with just the interior guy. So that's the blueprint to getting it done for our defense, for sure. Isaiah? Absolutely. And go ahead, Isaiah. No, I mean, I mean, heck hit on it. I don't think D-Law and, um, you know, and, and all of our defensive ends, I don't think that they're really key to this game. It's really internal. When you're okay. when you're facing a mobile quarterback, you you need because I mean, this is what happens. If you're if you're a mobile quarterback, you have the ability to get out the pocket and run and throw. If a defensive end running up the field, that does nothing to me. All I'm going to do is step up and step out, right? Um, and I'm gone. I um, mean that guy, then I'm by you. Um, where you face issues is if your defensive ends bull rush. If your defensive ends bull rush and they push those tackles back down on top of you, now you're squeezing the pocket. Now you're squeezing. Now you're restricting my area. Um, but when guys just blow up the field, you're just out of my view. I just slide up the pocket and I slide out and I take off running. When you have internal pressure from your inside guys, this is where our challenge is, right? We need Griffin to come in there and present pressure on the inside. We need Poe to, to be Poe, be the old Poe, not the new Poe. We need the old Poe, okay? Um, and, and we need that pressure up the middle. Even if he just held the fort, come on, man, hold the fort. That pressure on the inside is causes issues. So if you have a bull rush or if you guys get defensive end squeeze the edges and you have a, some form of inside pressure at all, now guess what? Now I'm restricted. Now I can't go anywhere. I don't have anywhere to go. Now I have to do that big, you know, Russell Wilson spin out, big bowl out. I lose seven <laughs> yards just to get my eyes down the field, right? But if you just blow by me, now I get to keep my depth and step up one step and step out. And now guess what? I'm five yards behind the line of scrimmage instead of 12. Yeah, that's that whole keep them in the pocket, keep them in the well thing that Rod Marinelli kept talking about with mm. with Russell Wilson. It's kind of the same concept. You, you exactly what I was going to say, Isaiah, because that middle rush is so important uh, it, to me. It can throw off a quarterback more than than, oh, than yeah. pressure because of because you can't step up, you're not comfortable, and these design draws that they run, he's finding creases between the tackles to run. They've got to be disciplined. They've got to be able to get the push and not yeah. have their tackles washed out of the play like we've seen in the running game particularly also in the pass rush they've, they've got to be able to be more productive inside that's that uh, we kept harping on it yesterday for good reason i mean you've lost now you've lost two defensive tackles for the season and they've got to be able to adjust with the rotation they have and, and those internal guys also before it gets going you can't can't void the a gaps internal guys you can't take those internal guys and make them rush outside into the b gaps and the c gaps and try to run those you run a, a, a TE stunt, right? You have to keep those guys in the gaps because if those if those gaps void, it's just like what Kyle and I showed on the film room yesterday. As soon as I see that, that gap void right in front of me, in front of my eyes as I'm dropping back, I'm gone. gone Give me, gone. I mean, and then with, with four three speed, you get ten yards in, in no time, right? And then move the chains, yeah. slide, get up, let's go back in the huddle, let's move his chains. Yeah, that's his specialty. That's what he loves to do. And once he sees that. That Red Sea, he's he's out of there. And, and, and you guys specifically make a great point about the interior rush. But also, let's the linebackers, man. Joe Thomas and Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith has to have a repeat of the last game. Because Kenyon Drake, uh, Edmonds, these guys are going to do, be in those screen situations. Teams are going to continue to attack us in, in things that we haven't yet 
stopped. And so we're going to see these things repeating themselves over and over and over again. And they have the running backs that are capable to do that. So Joe Thomas and Jalen Smith also have to show up. And I know in the past we've been seeing anytime there's been a motion, you'll see Jalen Smith kind of interchange with Joe uh, Thomas. And I, I believe that's just a strong side, weak side kind of a deal. But against the, the Giants, you saw them go away from that, okay? And just kind of slide over uh, where uh, Jalen was the mic and Joe was the, was the wheel. So all of those little things that they're doing, I don't know if it's just simplifying the defense, but it's working, all right? So continue to do that and don't give Kyler Murray the red seat. It worked against these, the Giants. These running backs, are, they provide different – yeah, it did. And I was saying these running backs, to your point, heck, these running backs are totally different styles of backs. Mm-hmm. Two totally different style backs, and then they got two different size guys. You got, you know, you got a six one guy, you got like a five ten guy who's still stout, right? You got Edmonds, um, and and, and, and then you got a who is it? Um, I can't even think right now. Drake and those, Drake, those guys, yeah. they, they got one physical back, you got one little little scat back, and, and they're both productive. So you can't you can't forget about those guys either, and you know they're gonna test us. <laughs> you know they're gonna test that part oh, of the yeah. game, and if they get that part of the game going, goodness gracious, this yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a challenge. The uh, by the way, the over under. We're not betting men here, but the over under is at fifty four and a half. And if I had to put a couple uh, couple fake quarters on that wow. one, I would probably say the wow. <laughs> probably say the over pretty quickly there because both these teams are going to put up some points. And we're going to talk about the offensive side of the football tomorrow when it comes to the Cowboys having to score on Patrick Peterson, Buda Baker, and this Cardinals defense. No. Chandler Jones, once again, that was the breaking news today. He's out for the season with a bicep injury, so he is not in the equation for that Cardinals defense tomorrow. But we're going to talk about how Andy Dalton, Zeke Elliott, and this entire offense for the Dallas Cowboys can defeat the Cardinals on the offensive side of the football when we come back tomorrow. But that's going to do it today for Heckman Harrison, for Rob Phillips, for Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeoman. Special thanks to Chris Beam in the back. Thanks for listening to Talking Cowboys. We'll see you at 9.30 tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!